So let's get started tonight. Good afternoon, Kiana. Please go ahead and introduce yourself. Let our listeners know where you're from. Okay, they're saying they can hear us. So let them let them know where you're from and what you do. Hey everyone, so I am from Birmingham, Alabama, and I help teens, young adults, and student athletes transition into adulthood, and I focus on, um, I'm sorry, I focus on helping them secure high-paying careers, um, helping them build their brand and their business, educating them on credit and finances, and help improve their personal growth and um, mindset. So overall, we focus on five core areas, which is mindset, personal growth, career development, um, and finances so i think that's everything okay that's so how how do you offer these services like do you go to high schools do you go out in the community and do community work like how do you get it, get your clientele um so i offer them in a numerous ways so i do work with high schools as well in this coming school year i am working on getting more acclimated with the school systems and getting more into them um with my business because i am a a teacher, but not enough people outside the classroom. Now I will be able to go into the school system because I won't be working um, during the day system at all anymore. So now I'll be able to go into the school systems and work with them. Um, I work with the athletic departments. Um, I do work with my community as well. So I host a lot of community events. Um, I do things with my city officials, my city councils, and I'm looking to continue to expand on that and grow on that and partner with other um, business owners. And then I also just offer it as business to consumers. So offer my services to the teens, the young adults, the athletes, and their parents overall. And then um, I have courses and eBooks. So um I, like I said, I have my partnership side where I partner with the schools and the local community um, organizations and the city officials. And then I also have my courses, my ebooks, my programs, and my workshops that I offer straight to the consumer. Okay, that's dope. So how did you even get into that? I know that you, you, you know, we don't know each other, but we always talk. <laughs> so I want to know how did you even get into that actual um, okay, so. industry? I play sports. I was a standout student athlete. Um, I've gotten all the big awards. I broke records. I set records. I did everything you possibly think of. We actually won our first um, girls basketball championship at my high school, and it was the only one for this school. It still is, and it was the first for um, our county, for Jefferson County mm -hmm. um, education. It was the first girls, and it's my school um, only one still to this day for girls. So... With working with athletes, with me playing sports, my mom was super duper involved with me. And I just want that for other athletes because you can really be taken advantage of in this industry where people look at you as their golden ticket or their meal ticket. And for me, it wasn't really a meal ticket to the WNBA or nothing, mm -hmm. but more so a meal ticket to them getting a college coaching job, you know, things like that. Right. So that's a big step up. You go from coaching high school to going to be a college, college coach now. Mm -hmm. So... With College that, coaches um, make more money than exactly. WNBA money, and all, all that. Ability, you live in your life, you know, all types of stuff. They get in your cars, everything. You think right. So, <laughs> um, I played at three schools. I played at SEC in Auburn. Um, I played at UAB in Conference USA. And then I played for the University of North Florida in the ASUN Conference. Um, and so throughout that process, I met a lot of student athletes um, that struggled outside of basketball and I saying I didn't struggle either but because I had my mom 
was the smoothest transition. Because no matter how many mentors you have or whatever you paying for, you still gonna have those roadblocks. Mm-hmm. But it is smoother and it help you come to your senses a little bit quicker. For some, that's not gonna take. Instead of taking ten years, you will come to your senses in five years now. So my mom, right. she was always on me about volunteering, building my resume. I was doing community events in high school. I'm like, mom, seventeen. I got time. To <laughs> I don't want to do this. Um. <laughs> For internship, she had me look for mentors before this word got big now. Hmm. I had Go ahead, talk about interns. it. She had me doubling up on my classes during the summertime for um college. She had me submitting proposals to get certain stuff done. Mm-hmm. So all types of stuff, you know. Um, and I was she even when it's deepest researching my classes that I take. So I know a lot of people say, you know, college is a waste. But my mom went the extra mile to make sure that I won't waste my time. To taking some class fillers, which as an athlete, they would give you just class fillers exactly. because just to fill the schedule. And then we already stigmatized that we just want to do sports. You know, if they don't really see you putting in the extra effort, they ain't going to put in the extra effort. So I got a lot of stuff um, done for me in athletes as far as my education goes, but that's because they seen I wasn't playing my education. I wanted to take more classes, so they paid for it. And that wasn't right. something that was just always offered to people. But, um, so between that and then seeing a lot of athletes miss certain marks and have the wrong people in their ear, a lot of them made a lot of emotional-based decisions. Mm-hmm. And I did, too, because I was young. However, my mom was the one who brought back the sound advice. So even if I said so I want to do X, Y, and Z, I'll come back two minutes and say, well, I'm not going to do it. She's like, I'm glad it finally sunk in. She's like, well, who else did you have to talk to to come up? And I'm like, no, you know, I was just thinking. So she's like, yeah, that's what I was telling you. But, you know, you still got to kind of grow. So throughout that, um, as I continue to grow, I just continue to see a lot of athletes graduate college and have a clue, no clue what they want to do. And all they knew was basketball all their life. You know, I know a lot of people say parents need to do this, they need to do that. However, when you are a first-generation college student, Sometimes the parents just don't know. Talk about it's not, it. They don't want their child to be successful. How can they see something that they don't they know? Seen you know, they'll, they'll get somebody to help them. They find them, but, you know, they just, they don't always know. And a lot of them was the pride and joy of the family. You know, that they, they don't want to go on the college. They're just glad to see their child walk across the stage, not thinking nothing more of it. Um, And so... As I just continue to network stuff, so I just notice a lot of different things as I continue to grow. And so I just really want to help them transition because it bothered me knowing that a lot of athletes would go to school for four years and do all this hard work for these schools and you become a senior and you have not built your resume, you have not interned, you have not networked, you have not had contacts in your phone, a professor phone number, somebody or something, and then you have to work a dead-end job. And a lot of them go overseas just because they have nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. It's not that they just getting paid rats. You know, it's just really they don't have much to do right. over here. And so they do that or they go back and coach because they have nothing else to do or they go work at a warehouse. And I know that that sounds harsh, but that's the reality of what happens. It is. And playing sports since I was in the fourth grade and playing at the top schools that are been seeing the football players, basketball, this and that. You know, I've seen it all at different levels. Right. Um, that's pretty much what happens. Like it, it just, it's just what happens. And I just wanted to be that bridge um, for it. And so, you know, God always bring you back to your purpose. Mm-hmm. And I was doing this a couple of years ago, 
and then I kind of pivoted back into just working with my at-risk teen girls. Mm-hmm. And so now, last year, it, it finally all came together with me being able to work the at-risk teen girls and still work with my teens, some of those student athletes. Um, and so, you know, everybody have a journey, and I feel like my journey worked out perfectly for me. Um, after after college, my goal was to work um, as an academic advisor for student athletes, mm-hmm. and teaching was going to be my backup job because I can easily pivot into it. Right. Um, but I actually did it backwards, which I'm glad I did because... <laughs> Looking at those salaries, looking at teachers, saying, I'm like, okay, if this is what I'm making as a teacher, I would have made a way list as an academic advisor because you really had to have your master's, and I wasn't finished with mine yet when mm-hmm. I started job search. So I said, whew, I would have really been broke. <laughs> I'm glad that it did not work out that way. So it all worked out right mm-hmm. um, for me. And so just pretty much that's what I want to do, um, and that's how I got into it. And even now, I look back at my LinkedIn messages. You know, LinkedIn is popular now. Mm-hmm. My about LinkedIn way back when, and I used to be out my own messages now with people that I used to connect with to help with athletes. And I was like, wow, just think if I would have still been working with athletes then, um, like I am focused now, and just seeing how much I would have grew on LinkedIn. Because I was like, mama, what's LinkedIn? This and that. And I'm looking at it, I'm just like, LinkedIn is the. It is. And I don't think that people really take advantage of LinkedIn how they should. Um, like my, I wasn't paying attention to LinkedIn for a very, very long time. I had maybe like a hundred and some followers. But once I started getting active and getting into the different groups and the different functionalities of LinkedIn, like you can, you can post your events on there, just like you post your events on Facebook. You can, um, create your business page on there. Hey y'all. You can um, promote everything that you're already doing. Like your same content that you're posting on Instagram or Facebook can go on LinkedIn. Your same photos that you're posting on Instagram and Facebook can go on LinkedIn along with a different type of caption because, you know, the audience on LinkedIn is different. But, however, it's still a platform that you should be using if you're a business owner. I did start to take advantage of it, and I think I gained, like, four or 500 followers. I've gotten some. Um, You can also advertise on LinkedIn as far as if you're hiring and you want somebody to, um, you know, a qualified person. They're... Job information is already on there. You can create your resume on LinkedIn. It's a really good tool for business owners to actually use if you take advantage of it. I'm glad you said that. Also, question. So, you graduated. You went to college. You went to undergrad. You got your master's. You got your doctorate and all that, right? As well as you was working in the school. What made you feel as though, okay, this is my purpose. This is my passion. You know, even though you went through it, like, what made you say, this is my niche market that I'm going to target you know, at-risk youth and also student athletes that don't have a plan because I don't think that a lot of people think about it. You know, we have the coaches and the mentors and stuff, but they still don't think about it like, listen, I've been in your shoes. Most people either fall into coaching or either they were at league that couldn't, you know, make it to the big leagues or whatever, and they fall into, they go into coaching. Um, I think for me, if I always had a passion for giving, um, my mama kind of raised me that way. It's actually funny today. Um, I had one of my um, mentees that reached out to me and needed ten dollars, and I was talking to my mom about it. She's like, "Well, did you send it?" I'm like, "Mama, did you raise me to do that kind of stuff?" She was like, "Yes." Yeah. So that means I know you sent extra. So I was like, "Use this 
Tessa should be called. And so, um, for me growing up, I had, oops, for me growing up, um, I had a lot of coaches that poured it to me. And looking back at it, you know, I, I learned that I was I was a very special kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really think nothing of it all the time. But I remember conversations. Just thank you, Molly. I remember conversations people used to say to me, but I still never thought nothing of it. Mm-hmm. But um, growing up, I had a lot of coaches that did extra for me. Like, they literally went the extra mile for me. Like, I didn't grow up in poverty. However, um, we weren't, you know, the highest paid. And then when we right. travel, we got to stay at certain hotels. They get expensive. Pretty mm-hmm. much. It, got, it, it gets expensive when you're traveling every week. Right. And um, some trips, I wouldn't be able to stay at the hotel with the other kids. But their parents is like, no, well, we're going to let you stay with this and that. And... I had people take me under their wing, like, it was just always something I had. One of my coaches, um, who poured into me a lot, like, she the one who told me that I was going to be this, I was going to be that, and I just used to play ball. I didn't know all this stuff went along with it, and I told <laughs> go to this school, and I'm just kind of playing, I'm going to go to a little smart academy. She said, no, you're going to go to this school, you're going to play varsity, and you're just going to be friends with those kids, and I was like, okay, whatever, <laughs> and it worked out that way, right. um, and then as I got old, I was like, Okay, so this is real. This is all this go with it. So doing that, um, that just kind of taught me a lot about how pouring into people the right way. It just made such a big difference. Like we're put on this earth to use each use each other as a resource in the correct way, mm-hmm. not actually use as an abuse right. us, but use us as resources. And um, we do a lot of community service as athletes. And truth be told. A lot of it was just stuff because we had to get community service hours. Mm-hmm. And I like doing a lot of meaningful stuff. I'm big on creating and, um, transformations and doing stuff to actually make an impact for longevity. Right. And so I would start taking upon myself to kind of do a few community service um, items. I mean, events with my team and I presented to the coaches and they were back on it. Um, and so throughout that and just seeing how I was able to... Um, help a lot of kids and help a lot of teens. And even then, I still didn't think much of it. My mom was always say, this is going to be your bread and butter. It's working with these kids and doing this and that. Um, and she was like, parents don't want to hire you, you know. And they did. But I still didn't think that's nothing. But parents used to, like, really want their kids to be around me. Um, they wanted them to look up to me. And I was a real pretty girl. So, I mean, it just – nothing wrong being pretty. I was a real pretty girl. So, it made – um, other kids cling to me even more mm-hmm. than when they tell me that oh I can relate to her oh I can learn this I can do that and so then it just kind of went from there and just as I continued to grow it just everything just always brought me back to that no matter what it always brought me back to work with the at-risk singers the athletes the young people the stuff in my community it literally everything brought me back to it and I always was able to um make a difference even if it's something i don't think about at that moment i will have people come back to me um months later and send me long messages about what you know i did for them and then once i had a mentee who's very bright you know um she got a a very um a mom is very engaged in her life but then even she sent me a long message about you know the difference i made in her child life so yeah yeah that's what really for me i think that that's one of the things that makes a difference for me is just seeing the impact that i have on people and allowing people to see 
um, you know, how much I pour into them. It's like a lot of times, you if you know me, you will see that it's not for the money. It's not about, you know, me boasting or bragging about anything that I've done for you or have, you know, helped you get. It's more about seeing you flourish when I knew in the beginning you were scared or you didn't have that specific mindset or you weren't, you know, ready for the challenge and then I challenged you and you hit your goal or you hit every target. Like, that's what it means for me. To really empower the next person, not just women, but men also. Like the, a lot of times, men depend on women to do certain things, and a lot of men are athletes, right? But if we are the women and we're looking for our athlete to take care of us, and they don't know anything but the sport that you <laughs> that they working on, you know what I'm saying? So like this is one of those things that we don't that we don't talk about a lot, but we need more of. So I really love what you're doing in the community. Definitely got to give you your flowers. While you're here, I'm glad we're having this conversation. Tell me, um, what are some challenges that you kind of face? I know that you talked about the moms and the children kind of giving you your flowers and giving you your um, encouragement and recognition for the things that you have done to impact their lives. But what kind of pushback do you get when you pre- when you present to somebody, hey, this is what I do, this is how I can help your child? What kind of challenges do you face normally? The money aspect, um, and the craziest thing about it, I don't even think that my prices are expensive. I believe in accessible and attainable resources. Mm -hmm. And I tell people, I know charge a word for ad tests is a big thing now. (laughs) I don't know your market. Now, if I go to a school, I can hit them for 5K. But if I'm trying to help little Kiki down the street, they ain't got 5,000, you know, and I just think about people you like LeBron, you guys might not know this, but um, LeBron had to go pro because he accepted money in college because he was poor, and you couldn't go, I mean, he accepted money in high school, you couldn't accept money from colleges in high school, mm-hmm. and he not poor, and had the help he needed, and the guidance he needed, he would have been able to go to college, so I just think about if, you know, I, I can't charge certain prices for certain people, and I get a lot of backlash and challenges um, about that. So I get I get it on both sides. The challenge I get is that sometimes I don't charge enough, and then the other challenge I get is that I charge too much. Um, I remember I typically had somebody tell me that they were not paying me three ninety seven for two months of one of my boot camps. Um, Wait, three hundred and ninety seven dollars. $397. Let me tell you something. Listen, my when I first started being, when I first bought my own software, right? My very first year, I was selling software for $299. Um, I would put it on sale for $99. I would be on Zoom consecutively for weeks at a time, 8 to 12 weeks prior to tax season. After tax season started, I would still be on Zoom teaching tax professionals how to prepare taxes, how to handle clients, how to collect documents, how to submit payroll, and all of these things, right? And I'm like, this should be a fee that I'm getting ongoing, right? And people don't understand it's not about your budget it's about the time that you put in it's about the hours that you put into this program that you dedicated to give somebody the blueprint it's not about me just helping you get into college or fill out this college application it's not about me just showing you how to do your resume it's not about any of these things like it's far beyond what this price is for and now i'm charging my my starting rate is a thousand dollars and it goes up from there but 
I know the value that I bring to the table. And I know you know the value that you bring to the table. And I know that there's not many other people that's bringing this value to, you know, the people that need it. Of course, the other cultures and stuff, they have side coaches and mentors and they put their people their their kids into the best environments and, and they invest in their kids. I'm thinking about this program like how King Richard was with Venus and Serena. He couldn't afford to put both of them in, but he put one of them in and that one had to come back and teach the other one. If if parents would think about your program that way and I think that's one of your marketing um you know that could be something for your marketing that you can use like I need you to go watch King Richard and then come have a consultation with me. Because if you want your kids to have the best of the best, if you want your kids to have the opportunities that I'm giving, if you want your kids to look at me, I'm a doctor. I've been to school. I've been an athlete. You know what I'm saying? I've lived the dream already. Now, this is my purpose. I'm coming back to give back to the community. I think that's something that you can advise them on. Somebody said, my mama yes. told me a long time ago, people have money for what they want, not what they need. And I agree. People do have money for what they want. And sometimes, listen, they have money for what they need. It's all about you convincing or at least what you call it, converting your client into giving you the money. Everybody has the money somewhere, right? I have to pull it from you to get it from somewhere. If you feel like this is going to be the best investment for me, if I can, if I feel like I can have the best success story, if I send my child, my student athlete to Kiana to make sure if I didn't go to college, I'm sure that I probably wouldn't know how to fill out FAFSA forms and how to fill out college applications and how to get my daughter to fill out her resume and all of these things that she's building right now. I wouldn't have that because guess what? My mama showed me how to do a resume, but it was only a resume to get a job. It wasn't about getting no community service. I wasn't a kid that had like a whole bunch of extracurriculars. I did a little bit of chili in here and there, and that was it. For the most part, I was really a child. Like I, I really played all the way until I was in high school. I, I played, I did whatever I wanted to do. And that's not, you know, depriving me of anything, but she, they wasn't on me about that. I probably wouldn't even have went to college if the college recruiters didn't come to our high school. That wasn't one of those things that was pushed in our family like, oh, you're going to go to college. Oh, you're going to be a Delta. Oh, you're going to do these different things. But now in my household, even though I went to college, I still tell my kids, listen, you can go to college, but I'm not forcing you to go to college. I do want you to pledge, of course, what, you know, my sorority or whatever, but that's not a main, you know, that's not a main objective of yours if that's not what you want to do. I want you to be happy and I want you to do what you want to do. That's what I want you to do. I want you to be happy in whatever career you choose. If you choose to be a manager at Burger King, that's your future. I don't have to work at Burger King. I know what I'm doing, of course. But, you know, as adults, a lot of times we don't understand. I mean, as kids, we don't understand what our parents are doing for us. And a lot of times parents work, 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 work. And some parents do have the extra time to, to put in with their kids and show support and all of those things. But every parent does not have that. Every child does not have that type of environment. They don't go home to parents coming to their games and going to their practices and, um, you know, showing love to them, to their kids and to other kids in the community. They don't have that. So, like, what you're bringing to the table is something that a lot of you need, especially whether they're in, into sports or whether they want to get into sports. Sometimes even coaches, they come out of their own pockets with certain stuff. 
even mentors and people at the schools, they come out of their own pockets because they say, okay, this kid going an extra mile, I'll do that for them. If this kid coming to school looking, you know, like they're a little hungry, I'm going to make sure that they eat. I'm going to check on them a little harder. I'm going to see if they, okay, they, they may have been an A student, but now they're slacking. Some might be going, at, going on at home. Let me put them to the side and talk to them. Like, you have a vision to see that within these children. And that's something that I used to do when I was a little bit younger, like get into the youth stuff. I haven't been doing it since COVID um, hit, but I do want to get back more into it, especially with teaching them financial literacy, showing them uh, skills that can help them build generational wealth. I wanted to even do a, a financial camp. And like you said, one of the challenges was parents didn't want to pay $30, $40 for a couple of weeks when you providing every single thing else. Right? And it's like, okay, I'm providing eight hours with your kid. I'm teaching them something that they could teach you that they can make money off of. As well as I'm feeding them, we might go on field trips, I'm bringing in special guests, all of these other things. And this is not a non-profit, this is just something that was on my heart to do because we didn't have no financial boot camps when we was, we had to go to summer camp where it was either hot outside, it was either, um, we had to learn sports, we had to learn some type of enrichment, we had to do something with ourselves. We, we didn't have anything that was specific, designed specifically for you once you graduate and once you go um off to be yeah you didn't once you grow up to be an adult and you have to learn how to balance a checkbook you have to learn how to be on a budget you have to learn instead of growing up and just feeling like oh i got a job and not knowing this job that you just got is gonna have you living from check to check this job that you just got is not enough to cover anything this job that you just got is not enough to help you um pay your student loan debt off none of that right because nobody's teaching it they just teach you, yeah, get a job, get a 401k, get a pension, get your retirement, and never call off. Exactly. And that's the, like, I've I, I tried to, content I've been creating lately, like, typing up that I'm going to put out is really trying to get in the minds of the parents more so, too. Because everything that you just said is just like, okay, this is for you guys, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, we teach them they're going to come home to you, and they're going to be able to help you. It's if you not have to take care of them later on. It's helping change trajectory of your life. And I think an issue that I've run into, um, I've had more good than bad happen to me. Like, I got clients that will, I don't even have to promote this stuff real. They'll sign up for or just ask me to send a date. They're going to still sign up for it mm-hmm. and just go from there. But then, you know, you still have those people that, straddle the fence those people that complain about prices but you know they're the main ones that be needed and i just feel like what, what's going on and so with parents you know i i think i talked lately about how getting back to the root of stuff and i actually had to start um me an ebook about high paying careers for them because it's as if everything is such a rat race these days and working with the young people um i tell parents you still need to get on this so i've had someone tell me that they want to go sign a child up because they had them that's good and all but kids still listen to other people you know what i'm saying like even if my niece for example mm-hmm. my niece is basically like my little sister you think y'all listen to me see i <laughs> She don't always listen to me. But now that she's seen one of her old teammates getting a scholarship, they came to pick up a scholarship check. She's seen one of the old girls from the basketball team on recently um, go off the call playing her first um, little scrimmage or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now she's 
really pumped up and trying to put in the extra effort in sports and saying that's gonna be her. And I'm like, girl, I didn't went to the high schools and then this and then that and was hate sports when I played. You got tired of basketball because of me, but now you see them doing it. Now you all motivated to do. And so sometimes people, parents gotta realize too that just because I to teach something don't mean that I was gonna listen then too. Mm-hmm. They able to teach from a point that they understand. I got kids that ain't thinking about buying no house. Mm-hmm. That's, but they want to go on vacations next year. So now if I can get in your mind and teach you how to work your credit, use your reward points so you can travel and not have to pay for this and that, now you're going to start listening to, listen to me. Now I got to meet right. you halfway. And so, and I know a big one is people say, um, oh, they can buy Jordans, they can afford this and that. Okay, that's true. However, if they mindset is still not there, that's not the first thing they're going to think about. Exactly. You know, even adults, we still struggle with some of those things as well. No, we don't need to go spend food eating out today, but we still going to do it and go pay for it. So I tell people, sometimes I have to meet certain people halfway. Okay, you still go buy those Jordans, but let me make a ticket of this workshop, $40. Come in for an hour, get you in. Now on the back end, now I got you locked in. So now... Next month, you're going to be ready to pay for my higher ticket stuff because I don't even like using the word higher ticket. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm ready to pay for like my more pricier um, programs. Now that you've seen what difference I'm going to do. $40, $40. So now you come back and say, I ain't even get the next George that came out. You know, I wanted to come sign up with you. And that's perfectly fine. You know, that's just psychology and mm-hmm. just knowing your, your audience. And with me wanting to do a lot, I'm big on community stuff like really trying to change the other uh, community and so um you know it's just certain stuff i have to just keep at you know 40 and 50 dollars you know if i'm want you to fix your credit you know i'm a, I, I got some systems coming out now for them you know do it yourself fix your credit mm-hmm. i'm not gonna the arm and the leg for one i'm not doing no work mm-hmm. so i want you to get in get what you need it's gonna help keep you around right stuff and with me having certain price points for my community, it's going to be able to make me keep working with them. Now, I do got stuff where I would get paid, you know, bigger money, mm-hmm. but that's from that sponsor, from that school, from that city person, from that parent who had the money, and they're going to pay me. Mm-hmm. But when working with just these athletes, some of them barely got money to pay for their spirit pay, you know. Right. And that's reality. So now I'm working where, when I go to the school, I'm talking to them about, working the fee for the rest of the school year for me to come in with them into the sphere pass. So now y'all aren't even thinking about you paying me individually. It's already just, it's a mind thing, you know? Um, so that's one of the biggest things, um, for me. I mean, that, that's one of my biggest challenges is some people tell me you're not charging enough. And then some people tell me, um, you charging too much. However, I have found I have grown to find my median on what to charge where and mm-hmm. my packages, and it, it, it's, it's beginning to work for me now. So I mean, well, you, you're the only person that knows your target audience. So the people that are saying that you're not charging enough may not know your market. And the people that are saying that you're charging too much are not your target audience. So that's two good lessons to learn anyway. And I'm pretty sure you already know that, but I know a lot of business owners struggle with that it's like everybody else price is going up i should go up or everybody else price is going up i should stay down because everybody's going to come to me which could be wrong because people could be going away from you because you're too cheap 
and people could be saving up to work with you because you are more expensive so they see more value there so i want the people that are trying to save up to work with me to be my clients versus the person that's questioning you know because they're gonna always question if you question in the beginning you're gonna be questioning throughout the entire process you're not gonna understand okay these are the components of it this is why i do it this way i've been doing it for x amount of time i have perfect perfected this process I have invested into you know this program. I have invested into making it better for you. Maybe you don't see it, but somebody on the other side, like, oh my God, thank you, because I didn't even know that we could do it this way. I didn't even know that I could skip this step and I can get this blueprint directly from you, which you know, you really giving their student athletes a, a leg up because it's something that one, they don't have to do, and two, it's something that they've never done before. So if you haven't gone to college or you haven't played sports and you just out there on the sideline being a, a football dad or a football mom or a basketball mom or a basketball dad and you never even played basketball, it's not going to work out. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't coach me on anything. You can't coach me if you don't have an 800 credit score. You can't coach me on if you haven't gone to college. The reason I have FAFSA and all of these things is because you make a certain income bracket. Parents don't know these things because they've never been faced with these situations. I can't get a scholarship because you make X amount of dollars or my scholarship is based on academics. So I got to keep my grades up. Whatever the situation is, people don't know it if they've never been in that situation like you really said earlier. And a lot of times those different scenarios maybe need to be brought up. Um, I don't know if you have a consultation. And, you know, before or how you offer your tickets or whatever, how you offer your products to your clients. But that may be something that you can do or you can do like a webinar just to give information about it and then offer your offer at the end. And whoever signs up, you know, like how they do, oh, I got a free webinar. And then they say um, at the end, the last slide is going to be that offer. And it's like you can start here at 197 or if you're ready, you can choose the 397 if you all the way ready. You can choose the forty four ninety seven. I guess um, I'm working on what I want is going to be called basically a workshop tour. It's going to be what school didn't teach you. And so this month mm -hmm. I'm doing. I actually I like just it. thank you. So I just created my event right page today for the two next month. And so this month is going to be business one on one and financial literacy one on one for them. And some of the things I want to talk about is ways for them to use their scholarship checks or um, refund checks in school to make money um, and make it grow for them. So um, that's going to be the first one. Then the other ones I have coming up later in the year is going to be um, how to invest in your child um, and supporting them. So you, who did you mention earlier? Um, the twin, not the twins, Serena Venus, like mm -hmm. her. So people like that, even Kanye, I know Kanye situation, but he, his mom really investing into him. Mm -hmm. So people like that. Um, and then it's college right for my child and teach them about ways to get school paid for, what to find, you know, scholarship money at, um, and bringing those resources to them. And then the other one is going to be, um, I forgot about it. It's a lot. Of, I'm doing something like pretty much every other month. And then my actual community stuff is going to be in between. And I'm going to do it even to next year. Um, and so, like, next year I'm going to have a big summit one for athletes. But even now, like, for these events, I want to be able to give them a lot more resources, too, even outside of me. Mm -hmm. um, when you're working in the school system, 
there are a lot of resources for these kids. The problem is that they're not accessible and attainable. And I think that's one reason, too, why I do keep a low-ticket product for people Mm -hmm. because um, I believe in accessible and attainable resources. Mm -hmm. And... When I'm when I'm working the school, so they made this announcement about all this stuff. But you make one announcement, them kids get it. The way you, if you're gonna continue to get on the intercom and talk about unnecessary stuff all day, mm-hmm. you get on the intercom and things to talk about this scholarship they need to yep. fill out, paperwork they need to do. That's what I mean about accessible attainable. Is it in places for them to see, or is it just on the bulletin board that nobody's looking at? Right. Are you constantly pushing this stuff in the places that it needs to be pushed at? And then with me working in nonprofit outreach i have seen the other side where like i said people like i said when we did our community service sometimes we just do it to get the hours mm-hmm. and this is on the corporate work if the if a, um nonprofit has to go and sit up somewhere half the time they just out there because they gotta be out there they're not really trying to Gain those people connections. they gain people to just fill out their sign-in sheet to meet their quota exactly. hey, sign up right here and he never reaching back out is to the that, people. So that's one of the things that I, I think is even more important. Like you said, they need to... Um, I know when we were younger, they used to say, okay, no homework today. I need you to go get into filling out your FAFSA. I need you to apply for some colleges, not just one college, not just the college that you want to go to. Somebody said, do you offer services to youth outside of athletics? Yeah, so I work with boys and girls. I work with teens, young adults, and athletes. So long story short, I work with kids all from 13 pretty much up to 27. Um, mm-hmm. I typically don't always get 27-year-olds. It's typically starts at 24, but I will go up to 27, and I work with females, and I work with um males as well. So I do work with both. Um, I had to get athletes their own category because – it was just a little difference with them, but I do work with all of them across the board. Um, at risk, not at risk. Um, I do workshops. So if people want to bring me in um, for like a one day workshop, I do that. If they want to license a course, I do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? If they want to um, bring me in for um, a train, I consider my trainings and my workshops are different. So you can bring me in for a training. Or you bring me in for a workshop. Um, I do speaking. I can come in and um, what else do I do for? Yeah, I think that's it. Far as in person speaking, training, workshops, um, online stuff, panel speaking, um, the online courses. I do things virtually. So I created all different types of packages to pretty much fit any school system need. Or any um, consumer um, need, and I, I'm very, I'm very stickler on making my stuff fit the youth and fit the young people. I'm very big on meeting them where they are, um, and I think that's a big part of why a lot of people aren't fully starting to grasp certain things they need to grasp because mm-hmm. people places in their life, and as adults, you know, I got people that ain't thinking about buying houses or doing certain things, but they might care about they I talk to them about why they credit better for a business it's important, then it might start to resonate with them a little better. Um versus me just burn out facts about credit support and why this and that they trying to 
understand stuff, not really know what's going on. Right. So now they, they want to look and listen no more. So that's pretty much where I'm at with that. And, you know, um, I'm just excited about um, the next big step within my business for them. Okay. So, all right. So we know you got your workshop workshops coming up this summer i know school is about to start again so you're probably gonna have an influx of inquiries with people that want to you know want to get involved or want to sign up with you how can people sign up with you okay so my website is called champsandsuccess.com um and then i can post my events for Champsandsuccess.com. And I'm going to pin it. Oh, it put a space in it. It looked like we, we losing Keanu. But this was a really, really good. And I'm in love with it. So if y'all look at it, try to look at it from y'all laptop. <laughs> <laughs> so did you do your website yourself or no. did you hire someone? No, I hired somebody to do it, and she was not cheap either. I think her website design starts at either three or five thousand now, and that's just for the design of the website. Um, but she was definitely worth it. Like, I, I just be amazed at stuff she do from scratch, just coding with it. Mm -hmm. Um. So yes, that that's my business, and you know I'm excited, you guys. If you want, you know, any help for your kids, you need them with mentoring, whether they need, you know, personal growth mentor, people to talk to, somebody that's relatable, that can understand them, help give them, you know, action steps. I do have those. Um, my prices typically start at, I think my cheapest program is nine ninety seven, and it goes all the way up to 3500 And then my one-on-one starts at right at 500 and then... My workshops and my courses are typically the lower ticket ones. That's okay. just because it's more I'm, like I teach you and you go out and do it yourself. Yes, okay. and it's like an hour of my time versus the other <laughs> stuff. Is right, time. <laughs> more time and more resources. My workshops just come in, get y'all this paper, and we get straight to it. Mm -hmm. We out in one hour, so <laughs> that's but uh, anybody got any questions? Any questions? We're answering business questions. You can ask Key any questions. You can ask me any questions on how she got started. She pretty much talked about her story, what she does, how she helps the youth, how she helps the community, as well as her offers. Meaning, so if you want to take her for any classes, any workshops, if you want to have her speak on any panels, or if you want to work one on one with her, she works directly with the youth. No adults. That the oldest adult is to t up to 27. But from teens to young adults, she helps you with anything that you need for um, at-leaks and at-risk youth. She can help. Oh, sorry, that's Aww. my friend. <laughs> so sweet. Yes, I can't work with the um the adult adults because I can't relate to y'all, okay? <laughs> I, I don't have the kids and have to come home and deal with husbands <laughs> or this and that. Like, I can't relate to this. I you know, y'all want just a one-on-one -on -one consult. That is the only thing that I offer <laughs> for them. I talk y'all for two hours and give you a strategy and keep moving with coaching programs. I can't stay with y'all 
months. I can barely stay with my age group for months. I think the main thing about working with adults is changing the mindset. And that's what I was talking about. Like before you hopped on is like really thinking about pivoting because a lot of people want to start businesses. A lot of people want to be entrepreneurs. A lot of people want to, you know, do their own thing. But it's not enough to just say, I want to be my own boss. I want to have my own business. So I don't want to work for nobody because guess what? If you don't want to... If you don't want to work for anyone, you don't want to work for yourself because you're going to have to work with people, even though you own your own company. You're going to have to answer to someone, even though you are the boss or you're the top tier person, right? You're going to have to answer answer to somebody. And sometimes it's your customers. Sometimes it's your clients. Sometimes it's your team. You may want stuff done a certain way. And if they ask you why, what you going to say? Just because I said so? No, you have to have a reason or some type of reasoning behind the systems or the strategies and things that you're putting in place. You can't just say, oh, I don't, because I'm the boss. That's why. No, that's not how things work. Like, you have to learn how to be a leader. You have to learn how to coach people. You have to learn how to be patient and work with people with different attitudes, different backgrounds, different mindsets. It's not enough to just get out of the workforce. We're seeing now what happens when everybody gets out of the workforce. We fall into a recession. We fall into um, categories where everybody wants to be the boss and nobody wants to work. They're not giving out no more unemployment. They're not giving out any more PPP. You don't have any more scams or whatever to stand on. And if you're not ready to really stand in, a, stand in that boss mode, guess what you're going to do? Go back and get a job because you weren't ready from the beginning. But you fell into the, you know, everybody a boss now. You look on the gram, you look on Facebook, you look on LinkedIn, Pinterest, whatever. Everybody feel like they live in a boss life or they feel like they're a boss or they're an entrepreneur. Uh, somebody told me I need to quit my job the other day. I said, baby. I, God and I already gave me that experience of not working and trying to build my business. I can find a job in the pandemic early. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm trying to go back to that and rest just because of this whole boss thing. I said, I got real bills and all my jobs coincide with my business. It, it works cohesively. So I was just like, you're not going to pressure me to quit my job. See, listen, it's a thing about quitting a job. It's not just saying quit your job so you can go 100% of your business. All I tell people is I never tell you when it's time to quit your job, right? I am an advocate for quitting. Don't get get it twisted. I'm an advocate for quitting. But you need to quit when you're ready. You need to quit when you have enough money saved, when you're financially stable. You need to quit when you're mentally ready to put 100% into your business because it's not easy as it looks. It's not easy as just taking photo shoots. It's not easy as just getting flyers made. It's way more to being a boss than just having fire photo shoots and going live on Instagram and getting clients. That's not going to always work. Guess what? Your business relies on people to have money to pay you. If people not working, they don't have extra money to pay you for whatever you think that your bright idea is. Let's let's be real. We got to really talk about it. And that's one of the things that I really wanted to get into, like even pivoting from pandemic. I think Karita had mentioned it uh, a couple of weeks ago. We were on a panel together and she said, don't look at the pandemic numbers because those numbers are inflated. That's not your real numbers. So you have to look at what you made after the pandemic. Are you able to sustain after it's all over? Because even though COVID has slowed down, it's not over. That means your tech situation going to still be different next year. 
People have had children. People have gotten divorced. People have quit jobs, started businesses. People um, felt like they lacked support, whether it was financially, whether it was from their spouse, whether it was spiritually, whether it was friends that stopped coming around. All of these things take a toll on you. So you have to put all of that in consideration. When you have time, when you're working on a five, you might have time to go out to lunch, dinner, um, happy hour, whatever with your friends. When you're working on a business, your head down, you're on tunnel vision. You don't have time for that. And people that's working a job that have that extra time don't understand, oh, she she's too busy. Or she working on her little business. She ain't got time for us. Or she working on her little business. She, she ain't got time to be our friend no more. She elevating. She ain't the same no more. Or he ain't the same no more. He got married or he got divorced or this person changed or whatever. And all of these different factors is playing in their head when you could have just communicated and said, well, what's up with you? I haven't seen you in a while, friend. I want, I want you to come out with me. I want you to take some stress off your mind, whatever. You don't know what's going on in this person's head that they feel like, listen, I got a grind on my own right now, or I have a two to four year plan that I'm working on. It's nothing personal. Don't take it personal. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, for instance, I got to use myself, for example, two of my best friends had kids last year. No, this year, the beginning of this year. I had to text them and let them know, hey, because I was there with them like every step of the way with their first kid. And it was their second kid that they both had this year. And I was like, look, I'm not neglecting you, but I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm grinding right now. So, you know, if you need me, call me. Don't feel like I'm too busy or don't feel like you watching me from the ground and we too far apart or whatever. Don't feel like that. Just know I'm still here. I still love you or whatever. But I had to put that effort in so that they don't have to think, oh, well, yeah, Drika going up or she doing this or she doing that. So, well... You know, they feel neglected from me or they feel like, oh, she wasn't here with me or my other best friends or my other friends is here and she not here. But she, you know, growing this way in business and she growing this way in her marriage. Uh, I'm watching her kid grow up on, you know, on Instagram and not really having that same bond or that same relationship. Keep in mind, the pandemic put two, three years in between a lot of people. So some people yeah. were scared to come out. Some people felt like I caught COVID. I'm not catching it no more for nobody. I'm not going around people. Some people still afraid. Some people go out. They still wearing masks. Like it's a lot of different factors that have happened in these past two years that made a lot of things kind of weird. But a lot, I think that a lot of things can be solved with just communication. Like, let me know how you feel. Let me know if I rubbed you the wrong way. Let me know if you feel neglected. I don't know these things if you don't tell me. I can't read your mind. I don't care how much we friends, how much we love each other. But if you ain't telling me, look, I felt played when XYZ happened. Or um, I feel like we need a date. We haven't had a date in XYZ time. I'm coming get you. I'm coming pull up at your house. Sometimes you might just need to come pull up at my house. Sometimes you might need to just tell me, hey, I could come get you a plate. Whatever the case may be, some people, they don't, we didn't got out of that so much because of COVID. And not everybody, everybody got life going on, right? So don't get me wrong. But at the same time, if you're not checking in and I'm not checking in, then it's going to be years and years and years going by that we don't check in. And now it's like, oh, she got new friends. Or she got new people that she hang out with. Or she got new um business partners that she do business with. She don't need me no more. And then people start feeling resentment towards a relationship that you've been building for 10 and 20 years. You know, like those things happen. And I, I just want to put that out there for business owners because some of them feel uncomfortable having that conversation. But just pivoting through becoming a business owner, pivoting through relationships, pivoting through everything that you may be going through in the inside of your head that you can't get out. You need to talk to somebody, whether it's a new friend, whether it's an old friend, whether it's a colleague, 
somebody because as business owners we don't have co-workers and i say that so much because we don't have nobody to turn to in the other cubicle we don't have nobody to walk down the hallway if you're a teacher and say oh miss xyz you know to go eat lunch with or to buy you lunch or if you ain't have your 20 dollars that day somebody to buy you lunch or whatever the case may be you don't have that in entrepreneurship all you really have is yourself and your computer or whatever you make money on that's all you really have is is you and your your own your vision so other than that, I feel like people need to have those conversation, conversations, get into the rooms and get into the spaces that they need to be in, whether it's mentally, physically, financially, all of that to grow, not just say, okay, well, I'm an entrepreneur, my friends are entrepreneurs, I'm going to leave them. Everybody not meant to be an entrepreneur. Exactly. They not. They, not. they people need to accept the right style. <laughs> listen listen vision is <laughs> vision is something just like a, a a fingerprint right you and me not gonna have that we we all have thumbs we all have uh, five fingers on our hands, right? But we never, none of us have the same fingerprint. None of us gonna have the same vision. I don't care if your vision is twenty twenty and my vision is twenty twenty, or uh, if my vision thirty twenty or whatever the case may be. And I wear glasses. If you put my glasses on, you still not gonna see what I see. Mm-hmm. It might look glory to you. It might look, you know, closer to you. It might look farther to you if you put on my glasses because we don't have the same vision. However, your vision may see something that my vision does not see. You can still say, okay, well, I went down this road or I've hired employees and X, Y, Z happened. Or you can use this platform or you can try this tactic or you can try this strategy and see if that works for you. It's only an opinion. You could take it or leave it. I'm not saying this is what you have to do because this is what I did. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't think people take that in consideration when it comes to entrepreneurship and taking advice and not taking advice from everybody. Like, we can hop on live all day and just chit-chat with people, but you can't take advice from everybody. Everything is not going to work for everybody. I am big on that one right there. It was on who to take advice from, who not to take advice from. That's what everything like. I just say, you gotta, you gotta get sound mentors and advisors in your life and i just talked about on facebook is getting back to the foundations and uh, the root of stuff um i'm off entrepreneurship i think a lot of people think that's jumping entrepreneurship is what's changing the trajectory of their life at that moment it will but at that moment you gotta have that discipline that two to three year planning um keeping your head down and grinding you know mm-hmm. you focus six months from now you'll be in a better place um january like i was telling people um you know switching to a high paying career struggling to pay that monthly fee for that coach right but if you go and get this job ak you got you know two thousand dollars extra a month to play with and you can stay down for these next six months pay your career i did do this, do that, create your plan, get you sound mentor. Anywhere we come, you and I here just stressing and stressing <laughs> over all the stuff business because right. truth be, you ain't got, we need money. Money and everything, but money take away a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. And that's just, 
to live and do things in this world. And it will help put you in a better place. Better position. And mm -hmm. just, people just have to really get to the, the root and the foundations of um of the problems and things, you know. Uh, I just think it's just a lot of misconceptions, you know. Um, even with college, I think there's a lot of misconceptions as well where it is. people who, I, not, I hate hate people constantly say college is a waste. Entrepreneurship could be a waste for you. Everything could be a waste if you don't use it the way it is meant to, to be, be used. used. Right. What you need to do. And I just say, like for the stuff I, I need a college degree. I, I can't get into school system and teach with no college degree. I don't care who I I can't network my way off of it. You know, and I say people say we want change make we need this and that people. Do you think change makers can just go and sit in a seat? No, they gotta have degrees, you know, and just using it the right way if you are gonna go to college. Um so that's why it's important to get sound advisors in your head like you said you can't take advice from everybody when you get those sound advisors in your head get you a life coach to really help you navigate your life your problem get your money on track fix your credit you'll be you know in a much better place that's how that's what i did like this school year i use this as my transformation year for me um, because I didn't work here because of the pandemic, I couldn't find a job. Mm -hmm. And that's where what I started into the high-paying career and learning about them. The girl on Clubhouse, um, who got me into, got me into it and learned about it, being a tree with it. And she never tripped on me. Some people, these say, you ask a question, it's if you ask too many questions, it's a consultation. <laughs> That's one question. What career is going to take? You know, so she's told me and I took it and I started researching all the sites and stuff. And I ain't looked back since. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I did this and that. And so she's like, well, you got to leave me review. I said, I'll leave you review, girl, because you helped you know, change that for me. Mm -hmm. and, um, I've been able to help more and more people with that now. And so this past year was my transformation year. So... I sold my old car last year. I was um, driving Nissan Road. My car that was so high, it was it was like five hundred. Talk about it. Road. That's a lot for a Nissan Road. I was driving, and um, I was driving that, and I had a horrible interest rate, and um, I made a very bad emotional based decision to buy that car, um, and I brought it. And I had to live with it for a year. Mm -hmm. But I made it a goal to not go into the new year with that car note. So I sold it back to the dealership. Um, I had to come up with $4,000 that week for them for the negative equity. And I negotiated two off. But I didn't mind giving them that because I was going to pay that the rest of the year uh, in car note plus insurance. Mm, right. And I found the car on Facebook, a nineteen ninety six Avalanche for like twenty four hundred. My mama took me to Decatur after work, and we got the car. And I drove it back. Decatur about like an hour and fifteen minutes for me. Made <laughs> the best. So I lost it. A good look car. It only had hundred and forty three thousand miles on it, and <laughs> I rode that thing. And I was never saying, but I had to run out because I was trying to 
pay for stuff I need to buy business. I need to pay for credit cards. I need to my credit. And I stuck it out. And so now I just got a new Lexus um, this past weekend. And it's so funny because the battery died like a few hours before I went to go pick up the chip. I did call it all these nine months and the battery so God told me to go ahead and get in the car Just now. Go ahead so, and get the Lexus. I finally got my credit where I wanted to be. Um, and my business, I've been working on. I spent a school year building up the foundations of my business. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people was ready to throw me out there for certain things. I wasn't quite ready for certain things. Like I can see it's a network, however. Wait, 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 I, wait, wait. Say that part again. Because a lot of people push people into positions that they're not ready for. And a lot of people take on these roles or these responsibilities that they're not ready for instead of saying, hey, I'm not ready. So I want you to just go back and say that again before you even get into the story. Like, that's serious. It's so early on that I just was not ready for in my business. I, I knew that I can do this, I can do that, but I was not ready to accept certain things. I had no back end, mm-hmm. no emails and stuff set up, no process. I had none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I also wasn't ready to start on that either because I was still trying to build out my packages and knowing fully what made sense to offer them. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of people stuff they think they get at the moment, but they don't need it. That's why it's important to get a real consultant and a real coach to strategize out what you need to be spending money on, or you're going to find money on so much different stuff that you don't even need. Exactly. So I do now, I'm at the point now where um, I probably got like a whole piece to fix up certain foundational stuff um, for other parts of my business, but it's finally making sense to me. I ain't going to lie, these, this past school, I'm like, oh, I need to come. I was seeing a vision, but it wasn't quite the I did like a baby. I just go like a baby. When Louie was up, I was going to have S, Y, Z in place. And now I'm starting to see my credit where I need to be. I got a great interest rate. Right. Great payment. I got the exact car I want uh, in my business where I needed to be. So now in July, when I go and talk to these schools and these principals, I got something to present to them. Exactly. And I on what I need to sit on at that moment and not fumble the bags. You know, that's the worst thing in this thing fumble it because you was prematurely ready. Mm-hmm. Nothing worse than fumbling the bag and then having to go back and rebrand. Like a lot of businesses start off actually doing what it is that they do. I'm going to use, for example, a hairdresser. You start off just doing hair. This is all you want to do is do hair, right? You're mm-hmm. not thinking about making sure you keep up with your bookkeeping. You're not thinking about making sure your clients have a booking site and have a actual your policies and procedures. More hairdressers do it now, but in the beginning, it's just like, you text me, you want an appointment, I can fit you in. I might be double booked. You might be sitting in a chair when I walk in for my appointment, I got to sit down and wait. Or what, like If you're not organized in the beginning to say, okay, I know this style takes two hours, so I need to put a two-hour gap in my schedule when people book an appointment. If you're not ready for all of those things that business entails and you're just thinking, I just want to do hair, then you're going to always run into problems or scheduling issues or billing issues and all of these other things that you have to take time to set up on the back end. So I like that you said... You kept your job, you had your plan in place, 
and also you was working on your back end stuff before you started to actually work in your business even though you were still taking on like small jobs and tasks on the side to keep that revenue coming in but you know that you weren't ready to fully launch champs and success until you got your back and stuff ready and a lot of people don't do that like they don't think about text message marketing they don't think about email marketing they don't think about the community or the clients that they already have how do you still communicate with them like for me even before i became a, a quote-unquote big business i still was the person texting everybody whether it was one by one or emailing blind cc before i had an email system or a crm to actually do it i was blind ccing all my clients making sure I thank them after the tax season, making sure that they receive the PDF copy of the um, client data sheet that they're going to have to fill out for next year, asking do they need anything else from me throughout the year, do they need any other services, if they have a business, do they need to register the LLC or keep the LLC in good standing, like all of those different things I used to make sure that I con constantly communicated with my clients. So that's how I even started off doing taxes all year round. And that was one of the things that nobody else was doing. They'll just be the tax professional from January to April. And you never hear about them until December again when they want you to come back to them and they like, hey, Merry Christmas. Or they sending out a Christmas card and they like, hey, you come in and get some Christmas money. Uh, you know, just trying to get your information and put you in a system and say, boom, I got another client. That was never me. I always had a relationship with my clients. If they called me and asked me something throughout the year, like, Hey, can you help me? Can you um help me fill out my W-4 form? Can you help me? I got a new job. I don't know what to put on this paper. They always can reach out to me throughout the whole year. So now I built my company's culture around being 24 hours, being always on uh, accessible to your clients and making sure they understand the whole process, making sure they understand the only way you're going to get paid within 21 days or less is if you have all your documentation in order. The only way you're going to um, pass the IRS audit is if you have the proof of the documents that, of the things that were putting on your tax return. Like, understanding those things on the back end before I even got a whole bunch of clientele, that was one of the things that I needed to explain to them. So, like, that's that's really big. I'm really big on that, like, getting your back end together versus trying to work on your business while you're actually working in it. Because you're always going to be overwhelmed if you're trying to work and then I'm trying to get stuff together and then hold up, I'm about to send it right now, and then you're not about to send it right now because you still ain't never got it done. So you got to really work on it. Girl, that was me. My client experience was horrible, but luckily I had a lot My lawyer clients, like, they didn't mind. They knew I was going to take a few days to send something, but I was also beyond for them to get on some extra because mm -hmm. my client was, uh, it was definitely terrible. The work was good. <laughs> The, the, the time and stuff, it was just always bad. So I always had to get us some extra to compensate something. Um, and then, you know, um, the, the client experience is bad. You said something. You're getting lower. Oh. Your volume is getting lower. Can you hear me now? We can hear you, but it's real, real low. So in conclusion, guys, be sure to follow Dr. Kiana Former. That's K-E-O-N-N-A-F-A-R-M-E-R. -E -E Same name on Instagram and Facebook, Kiana Former, as well as be sure to follow me on Instagram, Drika M. Carter. That's D-R-I-C-K-A-M, as in Mary, 
C-A-R-T-E-R. And you can also follow me at Carter and Associates LLC. That's my business page for my tax brokerage. Be sure to tap in with us if you need assistance with um, learning how to earn an unlimited amount of income, as well as if you need a mentor and a coach for your young athlete, whether they are 13 years old, all the way up to age 27, Dr. Kiana is your go-to person. So thank y'all for tuning in to Kama Convos tonight. We really appreciate your time and assistance and patience with us, especially with our technical difficulties, but we're definitely going to have to have her back. Make sure y'all follow us, keep in touch, drop y'all um, comments, y'all reflections in the comments, drop y'all questions. We'll be sure to answer them. And of course, share, share, share our podcast so that we can get as many listeners and get as many eyes and ears on our businesses as we need to so that we can all be profitable and prosperous. Thank y'all for y'all time and listening to Comma Convos.